everybody. Patrick Ali, uh, the mortgage guy, coming at you with another episode of Live on Real Estate. Um, I know that uh, CP is out today, but he would love to know that I'm still counting down to the 200th episode. So there's this whole thing, probably 40 episodes before we got to our 100th episode, mm-hmm. that I was counting down and CP was, it was driving him nuts. So now we're going to start counting down to the 200th, I think. What do you think, Jess? Yes. Okay, cool. We just we already passed the hundredth, so now we're gonna count to the two hundredth episode, and it's only because it drives right. It's only because it drives them nuts. Ninety six away, perfect. And we got a we got a fun guest, uh, somebody that's been on the show more than once. I feel like you've been on here a couple of times. This is my ninety sixth time. Ninety six. Yeah, weird how that works out. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, Brandon Curry, what's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going, guys? Not bad, not bad. Um, you know, I, I know that we're going to talk about a couple of different things, but this is your second home that you just bought too. I want to talk about that because you were just giving a great story about. So you're doing your floors right now. For every, anybody knows, Brandon bought a house uh, again. But you're redoing your floors, but you're taking your flooring and using it as shiplap in your house? I wish it was that easy. No, no. <laughs> every house is a project. We first house was a fixer-upper in Ferndale. My wife and I spent two years doing it. Yeah. And right when we got the house fixed up, yeah. we said, you we can just sit back and relax. Right. And then we sold it and bought another house with <laughs> you guys. So uh, second house is twice as big and twice as much work. Yeah. Um, today, after this, i got to put on a lumberjack shirt. Nice. Rip out all my hardwood flooring in the house, um, ready for the new hardwood flooring to go in, but I'm making shiplap for the walls. Nice. Out of plywood, not buying it, just yeah. doing it the old-fashioned way. So. Don't, you get, don't you get sick of it, though? You just did two years of basically renovating, finally get settled in, you sell your house, then you get another house, and now you're going to do probably another two years of renovating or tweaking. Yeah, so we can move on to the next topic right. anytime <laughs> you want. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of work, but at the end, yeah. you know, you, you always get out of it what you put into it. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, we were looking at a lot of houses for a long time, and uh, you're buying someone else's taste. You're right, buying someone right. else's style. And for us to be able to put the work into it and kind of get out what we want at the end yeah. of the day, we couldn't be happier. That's awesome. And, and how, how how do you think that that correlates to you know you having buyers, right? You know, people that you wanna that are looking to purchase homes. What's up, Brad Hine? Thank you so much, uh, folks that are uh, purchasing homes, and um, you know they're thinking about doing kind of the same thing. You know, it's nice for you because you've been through it, you understand it, and you kind of get you know, the cost that might go behind it. So is that conversations that you're having with people all the time? Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of my biggest, biggest strong points too, is when I'm working with buyers, we're able to go through a house and overlook a lot of the cosmetic things that are hangups for most people. I mean, there are so many buyers out there that don't like a house because of the color or because of the carpet. And these are just easy things to kind of overcome. And, you know, you look at what it's going to cost to actually fix that Yeah. and walk them through the different process of what it could be. And they kind of understand that, but they also don't understand the the value and the equity that they can get right. out afterwards. Right. And then on the sell side, um, one of my things, just because I'm kind of a crazy guy and I'm the anti-realtor realtor, I go through and I do a lot of the work for my clients That's with awesome. my sellers. And I do it for free. Um, and I go through and I paint the walls or yeah. I put different hardware on the kitchen cabinets to kind of update it. Yeah. Um, power washing, stuff like that, just to get the extra value out of the home so yeah. that anyone coming through does see that it's updated when it's a little bit older or tired maybe or yeah. just kind of completely turnkey. So you're taking you're taking uh, staging like one step further of almost like doing small renovations that need to be done or you think will help sell a, a property 
you yeah. know, a little bit easier, a little bit faster. Absolutely. And, you know, I'd rather put a week of hard, hard work into the house so that it sells faster for more money. Right. Um, and get the word of mouth with referrals with that, but as opposed to having it sit on the market for a while yeah. and just test the price and have people say, well, you know, I didn't like this. I didn't like that. Yeah. You come in, there's nothing not to like. That's that's crazy. And like, you make me feel like I waste a lot of time because you spend a lot of time not only in your business, but also you're in houses helping folks, rent, you know, do what you just said, putting in time in other people's homes. You have your own house that you're putting in time in. I mean, like, how do you, how do you schedule and how do you structure your days or your weeks or your months to kind of, you know, meet all of those goals? Uh, well, I have things roughed into my calendar and those are kind of my firm things, but you know, every day I wake up and I'm saying, Oh, I have nothing to do today. And then (laughs) it just pops up and I have a lot of stuff to do. That's Um, so I can't really schedule a whole bunch of it, but you know, whenever I have any downtime, I work on my own house, but, uh, we've been in there for four months and haven't got too much accomplished just because the market's so hot right now. And I'm out doing whatever I can for my clients. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, I'm working 12, 14-hour days, coming yeah. home. I don't want to make shit flat. I don't right, want to take right. out floors. Where would you say that your your uh, main, like your main area or your main territory, that region that you kind of stick to as far as a lot of where your business is coming from? Anywhere. Anywhere. And when I map kind of what I've sold or where I've worked with buyers, there really are no bounds. Really? Um, you know, I have properties up north of Bay City right now. I've yeah. worked up in Traverse City. Um, I've worked on the West Coast. It's, you know, it's all over Michigan. I go where yeah. clients need me. I was going to ask that. Do you take like kind of the nomad approach? Like if somebody in, you know, in Mackinac wants to sell their house, are you traveling up to Mackinac for the opportunity to, you know, go and hang out and have like a mini vacation, but also you're working at, at the same time? 100%. Um, yeah. So my furthest listing right now currently that's active is in Linwood, Michigan, which okay. is about a half hour north of Bay City. So it's about two hours north. Gotcha. Um, seller was excited about the possibility of Sotheby's listing it, really yeah. liked me, but wanted to go with a local agent. Mm-hmm. When I explained to him, you know, distance doesn't matter to me. Right. I right. drive up two hours for an open house, hold the open house, drive home for two hours. You know, yeah. it's just a commute on the road. Yeah. Um, if I have a showing and someone wants to see it, I have no problem going on the road for two hours to open up the house for them to see it and come yeah. back home. So um, I don't let the the distance um, influence me at all if I'm right. going to take it for a listing or not. <clears throat> Every house is unique. It yeah. takes its own special thing to get it sold. Yeah. Um, but it's at the end, it's always the hard work that gets it done. Yeah. Well, and, well, in your opinion, too, what do you think is like the biggest determining factor? Because, uh, you know, you notice that some agents, they prefer to stay in their city or in their realm where they, they know mainly. And I get that because, you know, on two, it's on two different sides of the coin is like, on one side, you know your city. You know where you live really well. That's your bread and butter. You understand sure. that you're there every day. And then on the other side, uh, for somebody like you, is now you're learning so many different areas in Michigan that it gives you this this like repertoire, this this book of business that now you have mastered multiple locations. So I mean, like, I, I guess I just never understood why you would you know keep yourself in one area. But well, I mean, what do you think that that has impacted people, and then how has your business impacted by being so open? I think my business has grown because of it. Yeah. You know, a lot of agents like to, like you said, work in their area that they know, yeah. and it's their comfort level, and they don't yeah. like to leave it. Um, it takes a lot of work to list a house in an area that you've never been before. Right. For me personally, um, when I list a home in an area I'm not familiar with or haven't been yeah. to before or know little about, 
I saturate myself with market updates around mm-hmm. what um, what the area is like, what the demographics are like, yeah. um, what kind of amenities are offered. Um, I do a whole bunch of research to fully immerse myself in that area. Yeah. So it takes a lot of work and just background research um, before I can even get the thing listed or be able to talk to people yeah. about it. So um, is it easier to list in your own area? Yeah, absolutely. But I'm always up for a challenge. And, you know, it's it's one of the cool things about this job is being able to travel and see yeah. new things and sell in new areas that you, you haven't sold before. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for anybody out there that doesn't know, Brandon has a new listing coming up in Saudi Arabia. That's going to be his longest listing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm, getting, I'm getting my uh, license over there. I, yeah, just, right. just give me a, a day or two heads up when you need a showing. <laughs> right. Uh, so... Talk to me a little bit about your, you know, we've talked about it before about your background in marketing and advertising and stuff like that, and how how that does that affect you now, more so when you started in the business? Because I feel like, you know, when you first start, there's a lot of trial and error, and there's a lot of failure that can happen sure. with with positive. But how how are you now as you're starting to really really get into the business? So before I did this, I did do marketing, and I own my own marketing. Um, little company at me at first it was just me and then it grew to mm. additional employees as well um it wasn't kind of what you know it's who you know and my right. ambition that got me through then because i'm not the most creative person in the world i'm by no means an artist um but uh it was always hard work and i picked up clients like lowe's home depot yeah. these major companies that i was doing signage for designs mm-hmm. for and it was always we need it tomorrow, and we need it printed that day. And I would always be able to do it, design it, yeah. and have these renderings. So um, with that, it was the discipline of the instant demand of having to have a product ready for that client the yeah. next day and have a whole bunch of different options for them and being able to put those dimensions into uh, into play in a short period of time. So. Yeah. Um, that translates over to where I am now because with my marketing, I do all custom marketing for all right. my for all my clients, and that really helps sell the house and gives it the extra value. And I'm able to do that quickly, yeah, and efficiently. And when it comes to negotiations, um, you know, I was negotiating daily with these giant companies. So when I have a agent that's negotiating against me for a million dollar house, it's not. Right, kind of seasoned a little bit with that, which is kind of a nice place to be. Well, and I think it gives you that sense of, I don't want to call it anxiety, but it gives you that sense of, you know, dealing with major corporations that need things done immediately, right? When you get into real estate, where folks are a little bit, I would say, more patient because they know that you're doing, you know, they know what your job is. When you when you contact a real estate agent, you contact a mortgage person. If I say to somebody, hey, I need, you know, two hours to figure this situation out, right? They understand that that two hours you're working to figure something out for them. So sure. I think a lot of it comes down to, and one of the reasons why you do so well, even if you have to travel, is that you understand that you have a short amount of time to make an impact, and what you do in that amount of time dictates, you know, what business you get. I think. Yeah, and the longer you sit around, even on the buyer side, the longer you sit around, right. opportunities are lost. Right. And I get so many referrals from other clients that have been working with other agents that you know turnaround time is two days or three days to show them a property, and yeah. you know it just kind of always shocks me that that that's out there and that's yeah. possible, especially in hot markets like Ferndale, where, yeah. um, you know, if you don't see a house that day, it's gone. Yeah. 
it's interesting too, like Berkeley, Ferndale, even parts of like Royal Oak. I was having a conversation with uh, with an agent one time at an open house about this. Is that you can have a, a property that's on the block that it, you know is two hundred thousand, and then across the kitty corner across the street, there's a house that's going for three fifty, and it's just crazy to see because where I'm at on the you know on the east side, everything is pretty much the same mm-hmm. you know block to block or street to street city to city but when you get into those areas i mean you have a three thousand square foot house on the same plane that you have something at 1200 square feet so in, in what you see every day or what you do every day i mean how do you market yourself against you know those folks that might believe you know say you have a buyer just as an example sure. how do you how do you have those conversations with like a listing agent who believes or maybe it's a newer agent they just don't know who believes that you know this hundred and fifty thousand dollar house is actually probably worth two fifty because there's another house on there that they're trying to compare it to? So with all my buyers, one of the big steps that that I do and part of my packet for them is we we go over all comps before yeah. we see the property, just so we kind of know how it's priced, what yeah. our uh, what our parameters are. Are they priced well? Is this something we should be ready to jump on immediately? Or is, are they priced high? Maybe yeah. we can sit back. There's no urgency here. Let it sit on the market for yeah. a while and then kind of come down. So we always go over those those ranges. Um, it's hard to tell the other side what's right and what's wrong. And yeah. you know, you never know what the situation is. Maybe it's the seller who's the one that's dictating the price and the agent's just kind of going along with that. So you can't make someone believe that their house is worth something that right. it's not, but it's it's always important to do all your research right. so that your buyers are well versed in, in what the proper price of that house yeah. would be. And not only talking about like purchase price of homes or value of homes, but you know, even stuff on our side that you, cause you, you know, the reality is in the mortgage industry is we have, you know, limited contact. Whereas a real estate agent, a lot of times you're with these people, you know, for hours at a time or, you know, days at a time. So, you know, do mortgage information or like rates and costs and stuff, is that something that you that you get questions on quite a bit? Or is it something that you feel like your buyers are pretty educated based off of what, you know, who they're using for their business? It, it, it all depends. Yeah. Um, but I, I love sending clients over to you guys first before we even start looking at properties. Right. So they do understand the process. Right. They do understand the rates. They do understand what they're pre-approved up to yeah. because there's no point in going to look at a tons of houses if it's a price point that you're not able to afford. Right. And with the rates being, you know, I'm sure you guys know more better than anyone else, mm-hmm. but as low as they are, yeah. you know, we got a lot of buyers out there right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, interest rates right now, we just, we just got word after the Fed met, is that last week? Was it last week? Uh, then interest rates are are dropping again. You know, the market is kind of in. A, I think the market's in a great place right now, and a lot of what we're seeing is folks that were buying homes that their affordability is now better because they're able to. You know, maybe they're able to push up their purchase price a little bit because the rates have kind of played out in our favor. And a lot of times that causes you know that causes less money at close. You know, they could buy a more expensive property for the same price that you know two and three months ago. They were, you know, they were fighting to try to even get approved for that amount, and it's kind of cool to see. So, I mean, do you follow? Do you follow the market in the mortgage industry at all, or, or is that something I refer you really follow? Everybody that's... over to the experts here. <laughs> see, and that's that's what I think is super important. You know, one thing that I've always said, and I think a lot of us in our office say, is like, I don't want to be a real estate agent. I'm in the mortgage industry for a reason. I don't want to know about real estate. I just want to know, you know, if I'm selling my house, I want to refer it to somebody that's professional, knowledgeable. Um, and I think it, I think it serves well. I think that there's a brand and a partnership and Henry's done a really good job at building, 
um, our part- partnerships and building our business model and just, you know, having those conversations with the right professionals that you trust and the people that you know are going to do a good job, I think it's super, super important. I think it's super important. I think, you know, we're so immersed in what we do on a day-to-day basis yeah. with mortgages, and I think that, you know, why try to merge off, merge off into something else and try to, you know, try to tell your clients what, you know, what's going on in the real estate world. Right. Um, I think you leave it to someone that, that is in it every single day. Yeah. Partnerships are so important. I think partner up with the right people is super important. And, you know, with Brandon and uh, the rest of our partners, I, I feel pretty good about sending our clients their way yeah. and, um, you know, with that confidence. Yeah. I'm curious to know, and this is I'm putting you on the spot here because Brandon's with us today. But when you when you have an agent like you know Brandon or any agent that's similar to his style of because I I look at it as a different different style. I feel like if I refer a client to you, they're getting the best of not only real estate, but they're getting the best of marketing. They're getting the best of what I can what I could define as an agent. But when you go into those kind of conversations, you know, number one, what are you looking for, and what draws you, I think, to to an agent. Yeah. Brandon does a great job with. I don't. There's not a lot of agents out there that takes the time to paint the walls, to do all these things for their clients, and provide all this personalized marketing. No. Um, I think a lot of agents out there just use what the company gives them um, in terms of marketing. Yeah. And it's just it becomes just a transaction, and that's not the personal attention that we strive to have for right. our company. So, you know, with Brandon. Yeah. So, you know, consumer focused and just providing great service. And yeah. I think that, I mean, it's awesome what he does. Do, do you ever Not get, a lot of people do, that. do you ever get frustrated with like that? I guess I could call it like big box marketing when you see, you know, two or three agents that might be for the same company that are like generally just everything is the same, the same open house flyer, the same listing style or way that they're, they're approaching their listing. Does it ever anything that you're, that drives you nuts about that? I think everyone has their own style, their yeah. own angle. Everyone uses what works best for them. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I'm not going to get angry at another agent for what they do or tell them necessarily what, that what they're doing is right, wrong. Right, right. You know, for them, maybe maybe that's a great thing to be able to put it through um, through the form and just have it mm-hmm. printed out and right. move on to the next thing and focus on something else. Um, I feel that each house, each client is different. It's, it's, own and it's, it's its own personality. Yeah. And, you know, you really have to dive deeper into it and find out what makes this house special. Yeah. You know, there are so many different styles of houses. For me, you can't just say, oh, this marketing is going to work for this house. Right, It's what can we do to to cater this marketing for this market and for this home? Is the home near a golf club? You know, you can market it at the the country club. Is it by a church? You can market it at the church. Is it a smaller subdivision? You know what? Market around the subdivision Mm -hmm. and pass flyers out to neighbors of similar homes. Um, There's so many different unique ways that that you can market a house. For me, Obviously, I'm, I can't get mad or tell any other agent they're right. doing anything wrong. Maybe I'm doing something wrong, focusing too much time on it. But uh, for me, it works, and I put myself in the shoes of my client every time yeah. of, you know, am I doing everything that I can to help them out and to give them the most personal attention that they deserve? Yeah. And I think that part of that is being able to hone the marketing towards their house and putting the extra work into 
how do we make this different? How do we make this yeah. stand out from just the competition? Yeah. Because from a buyer, when you see a house that has same marketing, same marketing, same marketing, and then you see something that's totally different, that's mm -hmm. above and beyond, stands out. You're going to stand out. And it doesn't even necessarily mean that the property is like that that much significantly better than what else is out there. It's just I think that the personal brand is what really sets most people apart or most companies. I mean, it's just companies in general. Sure, like, sure. Why would somebody go to Walmart and buy, you know, not buy a T-shirt, but instead go to Nike and buy it for, you know, $30 more? It's just you've built that brand and you've built that understanding that what you're doing is, ex number one, ex in your case, extremely professional, knowledgeable, uh, educational, but also you get the job done the right way. You know what I mean? And the longevity of it is is where I think a lot of it comes from. And I'm bringing every talent that I have to the table for my client. One of yeah. the things I do uh, in my marketing pieces are I go through and I do blueprints for the yeah. house. And they're not super down to the inch, but yeah. they're very accurate of the home. And I do them on all the different levels. And it's a tangible piece that I don't see out there with, with other agents yeah, using cool. it. But, you know, if you get a folder for a property and it right. gives you the background of the property, the background of the area, um, it gives you the features, but then also you have the blueprints of it. You know, your your buyer is going to look at the, those and start thinking about their furniture in that house or yeah. visualizing uh, the room spaces. And it's going to give that any buyer the extra time of focusing on your property yeah. over anybody else's. And, you know, for the few hours it takes to, to measure all the rooms and to render it in, um, in CAD, um, I think it's definitely worth it just yeah. to kind of add a little extra level of marketing to well, the home. And that's interesting, too, that you do that because, I you know, I have gone through many open houses and... And, you know, I think a lot of us in this industry, you got to kind of have a passion for, you know, what we do every day on both sides. So going into a lot, I haven't I haven't ever seen that. I've never seen blueprints of a house. And it's hard to go into a place, especially when, you know, here's the thing is that as an agent, as a seller's agent, you can only advise so much. Right. But you can't tell somebody that, you know, if their house is maybe not up to par with, you know, the the amount of space that they have, they're not utilizing it the right way, we'll just say. Um, it's tough to go into a place like that and see yourself there because all you can, all you can see is, you know, I have this big oversized couch that's not going to fit in this living room now, or, you know, you kind of get that, I think you play that game in your head. So it is, it is interesting. What, what had you start doing that? I mean, was that something that you've started recently or is that something you've always just decided on? I've... I've always kind of done it. Yeah. And it's always a nice piece. I So many clients will come through and, you know, when I worked with buyers, it all started when I started working with buyers and they would say, well, oh, I don't remember that room there or where, where was, where was yeah, this? Yeah. And so it kind of stuck. Hey, you know what? It'd be nice to add these blueprints yeah. um, so that if there's ever a buyer that comes through one of my listings, they can, see. They can reference it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, the, oh, there was a doorway there. Oh, that's where the second bedroom oh, was. Oh, really? Stuff like that. And, you know, it's, the longer that that buyer is looking at your marketing and thinking mm -hmm. about that house, the more they're going to think about making it theirs. That's awesome. Yeah, I think that's really cool. I've never heard of that before. So, um, and then also to you know, talk to us a little bit here, but just before we have to wrap up, about what kind of goals do you have? You know, right now, as far as what you said at the beginning of the year, how close are you? What do you think the rest of 2019 is going to serve for you, or in real estate it's, in general too? It's a really weird question for me. It's something that I do get asked. I don't know what my sales are this year. I don't know what my goals are this year. I love that. I work as hard as I can every day, yeah. and that's how I add value to what I'm doing yeah. for my clients and for myself, too. And if I go home and I'm satisfied with the hard day's work that I put into the day, then I know I did a good yeah. job. 
And, you know, the market's going to come up and the market's going to go down. So assigning a value on what my sales are going to be, yeah. it's you know, it's great to have goals. But I think that if I'm out there working as hard as I can, it doesn't matter if it's a $100,000 house or a $2 million house. Yeah. You know, I sell them all the exact same. I just work as hard as I can for each one. And if I accomplish that at the end of the day, that's my goal. Well, I like that, too, because it, it shows that you don't put a dollar value on on what you do. No, exactly. You know what I mean? And I think it's really smart. I think if you put it out in the universe, it just happens, you know, and it's supposed to happen naturally. And that's really cool mindset. I've never heard I've never heard anybody come in here and say that before. So that's awesome. So that's awesome. So um, we got to get you, obviously, out of here because, you know, you got work to do in your house right <laughs> oh, now. Oh, please, keep me. Let's right. keep going. <laughs> Let's keep this going. And yeah. clients' houses, yeah, for sure. So, uh, for anybody out there that doesn't have your info already, give us your, uh, you know, phone number, email. How do we get in contact with you if we're looking to buy, sell, need a handyman, anything? Yeah, or just second opinion or yeah. whatever you need. Uh, so it's Brandon Curry. I'm at Signature Sotheby's in Birmingham. My cell is three one three three zero three seven two six three, and email is b curry b as in Brandon Curry c u r r y at skbk.com. Nice. That's true. Yeah. What's yeah, the Instagram? Instagram we're uh, Sotheby's. Something like that. Something like that. If not, okay. then maybe there'll be somebody better on it. Yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, well, thank you Brandon so Curry much. Brandon Curry at, oh, Sotheby's at Instagram. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. See, the guy is so passionate about his business. He doesn't even have to worry about his Instagram handle because he just does it and let people <laughs> find him. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for hanging Thanks, out with guys. us today. We really appreciate it. Um, we're going to get the next one scheduled here soon because we like having you on. Yeah. Hopefully number 200. I got that you, place you, reserved, you I think, two, maybe. I'll, I can personally say we can reserve 200 for you. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us, man. Jess, thank you for hanging out with us, as always. Appreciate you writing stuff down. All right. Cool. Thanks, guys. <laughs> All right. Another episode of Live on Real Estate in the books. We will see you next time.